Hello everybody, <clears throat> welcome back. This week is Parashas Lech Lecha, and we're continuing the topic of Tznius, the Halachas of Tznius. This is the sixth uh, shir we're giving on this topic, and we're going to begin the, the discussing the Halachas of covering the hair for a married woman. Um, this is, uh, I think this will take two weeks, this week and next week. Um, that should do the trick. So let's, let's uh, learn actually the source of the obligation to keep the, the, for, a, for a married woman to keep her hair covered. The Mishnah in Mesechtes Ksubis, the Mishnah Mesechtes Ksubis, makes an interesting distinction. The Mishnah is discussing behaviors where both a man and a woman, what kind of behaviors would be, would justify, would be grounds for divorce. That's what the Mishnah is talking about. And when discussing a woman, there are two categories that the Mishnah speaks about. One is called Das Moshe. Das Moshe is literally the law of Moshe, which means a, a, a prohibition which, is a, which has a source in the Torah. And the other is called Das Yehudis. Das Yehudis means a prohibition which originated from Jewish women themselves. They either they came up with it or the Rabbanan um, came up with it <clears throat> for women. Now, if a woman transgresses either of those, she forfeits her right to a ksuba, and it's ground for divorce. Now, Das Moshe, the Mishnah says, uh, uh, <coughs> terror prohibition means something the terror requires. And one example is given uh, is if a woman would deliberately feed her husband non-kosher food. Right? So that's one example of transgressing a Das Moshe, which is grounds for divorce. divorce. And Das Yehudis, means uh, things that women have accepted upon themselves, and most of them actually are all con- different concepts of sneas, not specifically with dress, some of them are with dress, but others, other concepts of sneas also, of exposing a person yourself publicly in, in, in a non, uh, in, in not, not a um, proper way, in an appropriate, appropriate behavior is also included. So among the examples of Das Yehudis, again, not Das Moshe, not things that, are, that have a source in the Torah, among the examples of Das Yehudis, is walking around without a hair covering. So the Gemara says that someone who walks around in the street where Roisha Perua and her hair, a married woman, the hair is uncovered, that's Das Yehudis, that's a transgression of Das Yehudis, and it's grounds for divorce. So the Gemara asks that walking around with your hair uncovered, that's Das Moshe, that the Torah requires for a married woman to have her hair covered. And the Gemara quotes a source, the Pasik is uh, in, the, in, in the halacha of a woman who's a saita. Uh, the Pasik quite makes it quite clear that a woman needs to keep her hair covered. So it's, this has a source in the Torah that a woman has to hear, keep her hair covered. So the Gemara makes a distinction. The Gemara says that according to the Torah, it would be sufficient if she keeps most of her hair covered. If a woman would walk in the street and would put a kalsa, the Gemara says, which is a basket, a hat, basically. So if a woman would walk in the street with a hat, which keeps the majority of her hair covered, that would be sufficient to satisfy the Torah obligation to keep your hair covered, but it would still violate Das Yehudis. It would violate what Jewish women have accepted upon themselves and the Rabbanim have made into halacha, that all a woman's hair has to be covered when she walks in the street. And that's why it would be only Das Yehudis. It wouldn't be... It wouldn't be uh, so to totally uncover your hair would be Das Moshe. That would be a violation of a terror prohibition. But to walk in the street with most of your hair covered, but a minority of it uncovered, would be a violation of Das Yehudis. And both of them are grounds are a breach of sinus and, and a, would forfeit a person's ksuba. Now, the Gemara then seems to imply, so this is the first interesting point, first of all, that uh, the source of covering here is, has a source in the Torah. 
Um, and there's a distinction between how much here is covered. That's an important thing. And then the next thing the Gemara talks about, and this is very relevant, is the Gemara then talks about what about in a woman's own chatzar, in a woman's uh, backyard. And this it means really when you're in your, a private backyard or in your own home, basically, and no one else is around, are you allowed to walk with your hair uncovered? And the Gemara seems to say that that's, that would make life unlivable if you would say that your hair has to be covered you know, 24-7. You can't walk around without your hair covered. So the Gemara says that's true. You don't have to have your hair covered in your home. So that's, that's the simple understanding of the Gemara, and that's the majority understanding of the Gemara. majority of places can understand the Gemara that, that way, that to walk in the street with your hair totally uncovered is a violation of a terror law. To walk with uh, your hair mostly covered but a minority uncovered with just a hat is a violation of Das Yehudis. Um, and in your home, you're allowed to have your hair uncovered. That's what Gemara seems to say. However, some Rishayim understand the Gemara differently, and they say that even in a person's home, uh, you have to keep your hair covered as well. And this halacha of Das Yehudis extends even in the privacy of a person's home. They also have to keep their hair uncovered. But even those, even those Paiskim who hold like that, they are referring to places that are public in your house, like the dining room, the living room. It's not referring to in the bathroom and the privacy of your bedroom. There you wouldn't have to hear, even according to them, you wouldn't have to hear, keep your hair covered. But if you're in the parts of your house that are, are the public places of your house where other people have access and they can come, the, the, according to those Paiskim, which is the minority view, the Gemara requires you to keep your hair covered there. So that's also an important argument, which we will see is discussed in Halacha, which way should we do. But there's, uh, in other words, there's an opinion in the Gemara that even if there's no one around, even if there's no one there, uh, or just women there, but you're in a place that's essentially, uh, it's private, it's your home, but it's the public part of your house, there also there's a requirement of Das Yehudas to keep your hair covered. Now, the majority opinion is the first opinion that I mentioned, that in the privacy of your home, you don't have to keep your hair covered. However, the Magan Avram, which is one of the primary Paiskim in Shulchan Arach, and the Chassam Seifer has a richos about this as well, Mr. Brewer quotes it as well. The Zayar uh, very strongly, at, not exactly how to, how to phrase this, asks or requires, but the Zayar says that a, a woman should keep her hair covered at home. There's, now the Zayar takes the side of this, these Rishonim that even in the privacy of one's home, a person should keep their hair covered and makes a very strong case that a woman should keep her hair covered even in the privacy of one's home. And the Magan Abraham says that it's the right thing to do. The Chassam Seifer goes as far to say that that was the accepted custom of all Jewish women. So I guess what that means is that at the point in history when all women covered their hair, they would be stringent like this opinion and even in the privacy of their own home, again, not in the bedroom or the bathroom, but in the in the public places of the house, they would keep their uh, hair covered both because of desire and because of this opinion that understands the Gemara that way. And uh, Mr. Buru says that it's the right thing to do as well. Now, uh, halacha it's not, because the majority opinion is that in the privacy of your own home you don't have to keep your hair covered. But again, it's a, it's a, it's a minority opinion in the Paiskim. It's, it's a Zayar, it's a Chassam Seifer who says that that was the Minig. So it's definitely a wonderful thing for a person to do. It's the right thing to do in the, to walk around, you know, sneeze dig at all times. Uh, and again, this is limited to walking around your house, you know, in the public places of your house. Now, there's an important thing to make clear over here, which I find, uh, for some reason, there's a misconception about this. But when we talk about here, we don't just mean here. 
uh, it's it's uh, like a kavuchaimer. We we mean even here. Uh, here is the is is like a quasi priestess because a single woman doesn't even have to cover her hair, right? But if it says if the zayra says or if the understanding in the gemara is that if in the privacy of your home you have to keep your hair covered, you most certainly have to keep the rest of your body covered. It's the hair is 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 the you know is it, it's even your hair you have to keep covered. And, and for some reason there seems to be a misconception about this. I don't know why, but people seem to put more importance in covering the hair than in other parts of sneeze and, and people walk around with the hair covered but exposing other parts of the body. So there, there's, no, there's no such thing. If you're makvid on sneeze and you're makvid on covering your hair, then you, you certainly should be makvid on covering the rest of the body as well. So um, that, that being said, it's improper for a woman or a girl, once she gets old enough, to walk around the house missing any important par- articles of clothing. Uh, she needs to be sneezing. And again, you know, um, being that I said the majority opinion is that in the privacy of one's home, you don't have to. But once, if a person does want to be tenua and want, wants to be chayshesh for these opinions, one should certainly be careful about it. And it, that would apply to single girls also, not to the hair, but to the rest of the body as well. And again, being that it's not the majority opinion, you everybody will make a judgment call, you know, whether they want to... You know, encourage their daughters to do this or not. But one thing that is important to know, and, and also there seems to be a misconception about this, is that girls even cannot be not sneestig in front of their brother. Um, a mother cannot be sneestig in front, not sneestig in front of her son once he's old enough, you know, to to appreciate the the difference. So there, there's uh, the the issue of sneest surprise from a, to her sister to a brother and for a mother to her son. So it's important to to realize that that that's the the requirement of uh, of sneest is for that. <clears throat> um, now this is again things that are halacha, okay? So halacha obviously requires in the street that one's hair should be fully covered, and at home there is this machlaikis, does it need to be covered in the public places of the house? And the Zaire does uh, say very strongly a person should keep it, uh, a person should keep their hair uh, covered, and it's a good thing to do. Now there's another level, which is referred to as kimchis. Kimchis was a woman who, who uh, lived in the time of the Gemara, and she had the unusual schus, she had the unusual merit that seven of her sons, who were Kahanim, all became Kahanim Gedailim. And it was a very unusual story, because usually to become a Kayan Gadol, the previous Kayan Gadol has to die, but that wasn't the case. It was an unusual story with Yom Kippur. Each one of them became uh, disqualified, and then she had seven children, all became Kayanim Gedailim. It was a very unusual story, and they asked her, what kind of merit did you have, what schus did you have to have seven children all become Kahanim Gedailim? And she she said, The roof of my house never saw the hair on my head. So this was a special stringency, a special chumrah that Kimchis, who had, and she was merited because of that, to have children who were Kahanim Gedal. Now what did she do? What was it that she was being makbed on? So the, the Mepharshim explained there were two things that she was being careful about. Number one, she was being careful that none of her hair was exposed. Meaning to say, we didn't get the, we're going to talk more about this next week, but even when you do cover your hair, there are parts of your hair that don't have to be covered. That's a... Uh, that's, uh, can talk about it. Some parts of the hair don't have to be covered. Like we'll discuss it next week exactly what they mean, which parts do, which parts don't. So there are parts of a person's hair that don't have to be covered. She was mocked, but even that was covered. 
That was number one. Number two was that she was makbid to cover her hair, even in the places where everybody agrees your hair doesn't have to be covered. Meaning, she had her hair covered in the bathroom, she had her hair covered when she went to sleep, she always covered her hair. Uh, the the Rishayim the over there, and they want to say, well, obviously when she bathed, she didn't cover her hair. But uh, other than that, any time it was possible to cover her hair, she covered her hair. So that was an extra stringency that Kimchas had, and it's referred to as Kimchas, and she always covered her hair, and she always covered all of her hair. And that's a beautiful thing, you know, and it's, it, the way it's presented in the Paiskim is that it's a big schos to have children who are Tamid Chamim, children that are Tzadikim, children that are Kehanim Gedailim. If a person would wants to take that on, you know, uh, they should say Blinader, and that's a beautiful thing, a beautiful thing to aspire to. But that's, that's a whole different level. That's a Chumrah, that's, that's Kimchis. That's, that has no basis in Halacha. The other things have a basis in Halacha. To keep your hair covered in the other parts of your house, in the public parts of your house, that actually has a serious basis in Halacha, and it's, it's uh, brought down by the Mishnah and advised by the Mishnah that a person should try to do this. The Zayar, which mentions Kimchis also, just says that uh, a person who's very makbid on keeping their hair covered, her children will be great people, greater than all other people, her husband will be blessed with blessing from above and below, meaning both spiritual and, and physical, and the home will be blessed with wealth, children, grandchildren, etc. So the, the Zayar heaps brachis upon people that do take on to be more stringent and be more careful about keeping um, the hair covered. So, in summary, this is what we've learned so far. Walking around outside with absolutely no hair covered is a violation of a terror prohibition. Walking around outside with most of your hair covered is a Durabanan prohibition known as Das Yehudis, and uh, both are grounds essentially, according to the Gemara, for divorce and to lose a ksuba. In one's home with no men around, in the privacy of just the other women or yourself, there, according to the majority opinion, which we, way we pass Kineshul Chonar, you do not have to keep your hair covered. However, there is a minority opinion, and that's the opinion of the Zayar and the Chasim Seifer, that you should keep your hair covered, but that's in all the public places of your house. But in your bedroom and in your bathroom, you would not have to keep your hair covered regardless. And again, when we say hair, we mean even the hair, certainly all the other parts of the body. And uh, if a person wants to strive for kimchis, kimchis is to keep all your hair covered, every part of your hair covered, and to keep it covered all the time, as whenever it's possible. And uh, next week, Yemit Hashem, we will try to discuss, we'll get to the next part of this um, sugi, which is how much of the hair has to be covered, and we'll also start to discuss um, shaitals, uh, the different kinds of shaitals, and what's the halachic significance of, uh, of those. Be'ez Hashem.